0: So, hello and welcome to Space Battles, a transformative real-play podcast that reimagines the latest trilogy of a popular space combat franchise. If you're joining us for the first time, stop here and start with the first part of A Shattered Galaxy. Otherwise, it is worth noting that the previous episode was lost to a technical glitch. For everyone's benefit, we will recap the high points and then proceed to this week's current episode.
1: So. Uh, what happened is after the last episode uh, we woke up the following morning in the forest Felucian village Uh, Mia had recovered from her wounds overnight uh, thanks to the healing that one of the Felucians provided and so she was able to get up and actually start exploring the village she noted that all of the houses uh, were weirdly empty um, and they were like mushroom houses, if I want to remember. They mm-hmm. were mushrooms. Yep. Um And as she was going up, uh, Kiyama went outside to work through what she was beginning to remember of meditation and lightsaber training, only to be interrupted by Mia asking questions about the whereabouts of her Uncle Luke, which was... Listen, I
2: just really wanted to know where
3: he was.
1: <laughs> yes, she was very concerned because we thought he was on the planet. But... Kiyama um, didn't want to think about where he was, and she had already told her that he's not on the planet. And they got into a little bit of a fight because of Mia kept asking questions about people Kiyama didn't remember. So,
2: yeah, I think Mia just wanted to have, you know, that feeling where you're getting so close and you can like kind of taste it. And I think Mia was just feeling a lot of tension on that front because. This wasn't just, like, Uncle Luke, no one knows where he is, but, like, possibly her brothers as well. Um, and she hasn't seen them in a while and doesn't no. know if they're safe. So no. I think she was tense. And I think, obviously, Kiyama was tense. So there was a bit of a spat. We've, we fought a little bit. I mean, like, not physically, just with our words and our feelings.
1: Kiyama stormed off and was huffy. She was angry. And it's also the thing, too, of, you know, Mia asking her, well, what about my brothers? Where are they? And Kiyama's like, I don't know
2: who they are. <laughs> Kiyama i was like searching them. through the force for things and so mia because mia doesn't have force sensitivity she was trying to she didn't understand how overwhelmingly full of the force this planet was and so she was just right pushing.
1: right right i forgot about that there was that um that morning K- kiyama realized that it something was kind of Keeping her from using the force properly, or making it more difficult to sense things because it was so overwhelming. So,
0: and there's like a high background radiation.
1: Yeah, it's like trying to watch one of those, you know, the old, old TVs with a bunch of static, and you can't
3: quite see the picture.
0: And then what happened, Rebecca?
3: Well, meanwhile, the Felucian villagers were building a Rancor effigy out of foliage and such things for reasons. VC-20 attempted to assist them, um, but that didn't work out very well and he ended up being relegated to the sidelines. Eshka was watching them build and as she observed, she realized that they were working like a single unit, as if they were all one organism. And so she put together that they were communicating instinctively at kind of a almost unintentional level in through the force. So once Eshka told the rest of the party about this, Kiyama tried to communicate with Mirip through the force, since that seemed to be how the Volusians talked to each other. Um, And despite, you know, the difficulty she was having using the force because of that static white noise we talked about, Mirip still tried to help her and she was shown some visions directly mind to mind about the people that the party is seeking.
0: Yeah, and it, I think the only other thing that I was thinking of is part of the VC20's difficulty was the communication since the villagers weren't oh, talking yes. to each other. Um, they were just communicating at that sort of low force telepathy um, being, you know, not Folution and also not organic. He was unable to really participate Which makes, which made the normally, uh, you know, very communicative and empathetic senator sort of stuck out.
1: I do want to say one thing that there was, you painted a really pretty image with the Rancor effigy that it was like under these giant mushrooms and it was like pieces of all of this like bioluminescent foliage and stuff being built up into this terrifying creature that is roughly life size. Um, but it was just a really cool image and you did a good job with that and I just needed to elaborate on it. Thank you.
0: From there we moved on as as the realization that, you know, in addition to their verbal communication, the solutions used, this telepathy. Uh, VC20 spoke to them about it, trying to elaborate on their on, on their previous communications, uh and, and on the visions that Kiyama had received. Their linguistic distinction was between friends and not friends, and then a third referential party of not, not friends. And that third party seemed to be the Jedi. Uh, The the vision that Kiyama had seen was of the, the not friends who were either Empire or Trade Federation armed forces in combat with the not, not friends who were lightsaber wielding people, not red lightsaber people either. So presumably Jedi, presumably the people that they were looking for. Uh, Kiyama didn't recognize the people in the vision, however, and Mia didn't know of anyone with a yellow lightsaber since both her brothers had blue. Uncle Luke famously had a green one. Uh, the placement of the vision was in the same direction as the forced feeling that Kiyama had been experiencing since they got to Felucia. So they were operating under the assumption that this is the way to go.
2: In return for saving Mia's life, Marip um, called in a debt that we get rid of the not friends that have been plaguing the planet. Before we left, he gave us some antidote that in the event that we got too close to spiders again, so that like no one ended up super paralyzed the way Mira did and knocked out. We walked all day without much issue following Mirip's direction to Kiyama and her vague understanding of where the person in the force she's looking for is. Uh, and decided to camp once the sun set. We were not quite in the place where the not-not friends and the not friends were fighting, in the vision Mareep showed Kiyama, but we didn't want to risk something happening during the night.
4: Speaking of the darkness, VC-20 took watch, but his eyes fogged up in the humid jungle, and he was surprised halfway through the night by a man holding a red lightsaber in front of him. He looked like B-13, but it didn't seem to be him. VC-20 successfully made the case, that their goals were not at odds, and that there did not need to be any violence at this time. The rest of the group basically stayed quiet in the back to keep from giving anything away. Not B-13 told us to stay away from the south and west before disappearing, trying to make us think he went to the west, but actually going south. The next morning, we went northwest.
1: Yeah, it was really impressive. And we all just, again, stayed quiet, hopefully not to make give away that there's, like, a bunch of people who might be combatants or something to draw it out. But VC-20 did an incredible job.
4: Yeah,
0: it's just a droid here napping in the jungle. Why
4: wouldn't it be? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, we got caught in a net trap, just like me, as dad and uncle, a good old-fashioned net trap. Um, when we were trying to get out, we heard fighting in the distance, and which turned out to be trade federation and true empire people including people with red lightsabers and someone who had a true empire's officer's helmet like mia's not boyfriend sen um fighting who fighting a group of people who appeared to be the jedi
0: so your travels were very uneventful the next day until until a net trap
2: dangling in the middle (sighs) of the air completely constrained by rope it was a very
1: classic moment I'm very sad that it, the fullness of that moment was lost to the internet, or the data recording.
0: <laughs> like tears in the rain.
3: <laughs> so, Kiyama couldn't reach her lightsaber because of the net trap. Uh, but Mia could reach it, so she got it and cut a hole in the net. Uh, in the process, almost slicing Kiyama in the face. But only almost. <laughs> And when Mia cut the hole in the net, Kiyama and VC-20 fell out and landed on their backs on the ground like fools and alerted the battling parties to our party's presence. Uh, Mia and Eshka were still up in the net and took some significant damage from blaster fire. Uh, Mia actually passed out due to a critical injury to her leg um, but Eshka was able to revive her with a stim pack, and both of them managed to get down to the ground. At which point, uh, Mia hid under a root of the tree that the net had been suspended in. hid under there so she was safe because she, even though she was revived by the stim pack, she was not in fighting shape. Uh, and she curled up under there and cried a lot because she is baby. And a lot was happening, and she just got really hurt, and it was very understandable, and we all felt for her. It
0: was a gruesome injury by the book. The blaster bolt passed clear through her leg, so.
3: I think any of us would crawl under a tree root and curl up and cry in that situation.
4: The Jedi managed to drive away the rest of the combatants. VZ-20 and Kiyama looked around, only to find one of the Jedi, a Twi'lek, come out of the forest and stop in an at kiyama eventually she told kiyama her name gita and was very rightly suspicious about the whole situation
0: the twilight woman was initially very warm um, or at least excited but very quickly turned to anger and suspicion at uh, kiyama's obliviousness however they they did eventually make contact with the larger body of jedi uh Kiyama walked into the jedi camp with um gita the two of them supporting mia very briefly gita stepped away um because she wanted to it seemed she wanted to take the extra time of preparing the other jedi for the reality of kiyama's memory loss this was odd in the moment and in turn i think the party became a little suspicious of her just as she was suspicious of Kiyama. However, when they did reach the Jedi camp at large, we finally meet Mia's older brother, Ronas. Uh, He was a Jedi that has been training with Luke Skywalker for a long time.
1: Um, After Mia and Ronas's reunion, uh, Kiyama Mm -hmm. looked around and tried to briefly sense whoever sent the dream she had. But due to all of the static and circumstance she didn't recognize anybody or notice anyone. Um, but when he was done talking to Mia, Ronas turned to Kiyama and then he seemed very sad at the end.
0: yeah uh, so I mean if you if our viewers at home remember uh, the the four stream was pretty scant on actual physical like visual details with, through which you could differentiate people. And with all of the sort of forced background noise, as it were, you just didn't have enough clues to go on, either visually or supernaturally, I guess you might say, to pinpoint who exactly it was that you've been looking for all this time.
3: Which is a shame, because in that dream, you knew that this person was the one person you could unconditionally trust. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my heart!
0: And it was also very nice because Mia has been feeling for a long time like you know, her family did not care and you know she's been missing all this time.
3: Was looking
2: for me.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it was it was it was revealed that her. Yeah, it was revealed that Mia's dream was sent by ronis It was specifically a communication. Um he said when somebody calls you with the force you pick up the phone i think was the was the line that you really liked
2: that was
3: the line i really liked i did really like that line you know what line i really liked what at the end when ronis (laughs) turns to kiyama and he's like so you really don't remember anything and i perished (laughs) 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 because she doesn't i mean she remembers some things now but you know she doesn't. <laughs> when
1: Gita saw Kiyama, she was like, "Oh my God, you're here! You found us! How did you find us? We've been looking for you!" And Kiyama's like, "Okay, who the fuck are you? Like, our, what's your and, name? We need like and in very to this earnest person who has found her. Kiyama was just, I, I you need to tell me your name before I'm coming anywhere near you because we need you know I have a friend yeah. who needs help.
3: And, and I yeah. And we didn't yeah we didn't learn really anything about gita except that when kiyama reacted that way like she was gita was very clearly upset yeah so you know the implication is you know they in some fashion they were close
0: right and the implication was also you know that you're finally here like at some point you know she was expected or they were hoping that she would come mm-hmm. i mean i think that'll do it for our synopsis right
3: i think so because that's pretty much all we covered Mm -hmm. rona seemed sad the end
0: rona seemed sad (laughs) the end (laughs) why would ronus be sad uh stay tuned the theme is about to play and (laughs) we will we will tell you why ronus is sad the events that we have described or enacted have brought you guys here. Um, So currently, uh, Ronas and Gita are supporting the third Jedi, who's, you know, via the nameplate, you can see that his name is Bon. And Kiyama and VC-20 are mostly carrying Lumia, who is uh, struggling along with one leg Uh, up ahead of you. Uh, in the rain that has begun to fall during the walk from where you met the Jedi and where you are now, you can see that there is a large stone structure looming in this uh, clearing in the jungle. Details are sketchy because of the rain and fog, but you can see that uh, you can see that moss and lichen cling to the outside like native native moss and lichen cling to the outside like natural curtains and that there are cracks and holes in the walls uh you guys are headed up these steps uh, in the hillside upon which this temple or castle or whatever the stone structure is is perched
1: so just so i know and this Mm -hmm. is something we can figure out as we're moving forward in the real episode that we played, we had mm-hmm. already, like, Ronas had already come up and talked to Mia and mm-hmm. the group. Are we still yeah. playing with that continuity?
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So the, all the continuity is going to be identical. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> um, so to be clear, you guys just sort of met them at a random point in the woods where they were fighting with uh, people who were serving the true Empire. From that point... From that meeting point, they have taken you to where their actual base of operations is. That is what is looming up ahead of you in the rain and fog. Um, So you guys walked to the point where Mirip uh, kind of transmitted to you Kiyama, but that was just a place like where he had seen them before.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, no, I just, because I remember Gita went ahead and I just wasn't sure, I had forgotten where we were. So this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess we follow them up the stairs. Okay. I like...
0: Well then, uh, follow them on inside. Uh you guys can all uh see that there is an entrance up ahead. It's oh, wow. at, at this point, uh Gita looks uh looks over at Ronus uh, and she says something quickly. He responds as you guys are headed up the stairs. And Ronas and Bon uh, actually head inside first. And she turns to the four of you and she says, what uh, what did she say? I'm sorry, I'm still trying to rev up a little bit. She turns to the four of you and she says, we have extra quarters. We can put you up briefly. She's still sort of pronouncedly not looking at Kiyama. And she says, "You, I think." And he looks back at Ronas. I think you're welcome to stay. I, it sounds like whatever you're looking for is probably here. So yeah. she she's still very uncomfortable, kind of at a loss. And without even really finishing her sentence, she turns around and kind of makes a over-the-shoulder gesture without looking back to beckon you onward. And she starts walking inside.
3: I feel so bad for them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they have had a rough time. That's rough, Uh, buddy. Yeah. Um,
1: we'll follow in. Um, and is she like keeping pace with us or is she like keeping a distance?
0: She is walking ahead. Um, she's not really checking to see where you guys are. So you're welcome to, um, stay as close or fall behind as you'd like. Um, I am for DM logistical purposes. I am, uh, not moving her till everybody's caught up to her so okay i'll just catch lumia up token wise because it doesn't make sense for her to be walking by herself she literally can't right now say,
1: no we're ca- i'm carrying her so i'm practically carrying her
0: uh ronis and the duros uh that is the alien species that uh, the other jedi is uh he was the one with the purple lightsaber um, from a distance, uh, he just looked like a darker skinned human or humanoid, but up close you can see that, um, he's actually quite different. Uh, he's not just bald, um, Daros don't grow hair at all, they're reptilian, and though his eyes are mostly closed, you can see, uh, that there's like a slit of red in there. Not the reddish irises that Kiyama has, but like a full red, uh, sclera, almost the like the solid color of like a big cat or a bird would have they are headed left inside uh, Kita leads you inward and is following along a similar trajectory you can see inside that there are long stone benches
3: i heard Welcome back, Craig. I heard the the sound of someone leaving, and I was like, oh, I bet that was Craig.
1: Yep, me too.
0: That rascally son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> and I see there's... So we're passing more Jedi as we come in. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so on your left, as you pass through those differently colored stone benches that you can see, uh, is a human woman. Um, she has very fair skin and uh, reddish like coppery hair uh she's she is short uh is the m- probably the most obvious uh descriptor when you notice her pro- barely cracking like five feet uh, and she looks at the four of you not suspiciously exactly just appraisingly um her eyes kind of linger on vc20 for a long moment uh, before she settles into staring at Kiyama not too differently than most people are doing currently.
1: Every eye is on me right now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay.
0: It is, it is still dark in this large chamber. Uh, the, the visibility is limited, although it's no longer wet like it is outside. It's very poorly lit in here in general.
1: Um, okay.
0: Yeah, there are other Jedi deeper into the chamber as you continue walking um you see another human woman like medium skinned very dark hair uh, it's long probably down to her waist and just sort of free-flowing she actually is not looking at the four of you she is staring upwards at the ceiling looks as though she might be listening over here uh, you can see another jedi He looks like a Keldor, maybe the one who was out there with you guys, if he had made it back before you. It's hard to tell what he is doing or looking at, but his face with his mask is definitely pointed in all of your directions. The chamber itself is deeply religious in its feeling. Uh, It has that particular hush that ceremonial buildings acquire after a long life of service. And there are caskets or engravings back here huge ones larger than life presumably hopefully with humanoid figures etched into the surface in robes and hoods up in front there is what looks like an altar area some kind of crumbled statue not dissimilar to the carvings on the caskets in the back is propped up behind a long low surface which is currently decorated with flowers um but also vegetables and the like uh if i could get a perception check from everybody okay this actually makes a ton of sense vc20 you don't really think anything of it uh it's messy organics are cluttered they don't clean up after themselves you've known this for a long time uh those of you who actually eat Realize that this altar area is being used as like a mess, almost. There's, uh, It looks as though people have been sitting at it and eating. Gita continues to guide you into the structure until she is uh, standing at a door over on this side.
1: I will just say, during all of this, as we're walking, Kiyama Mm -hmm. is... I don't want to say like pointedly not looking like she's kind of like glancing out of the corner of her eyes every time she sees someone to see if she recognizes them, but is like gone into like full, I would say, I don't want to call it necessarily soldier mode, but that like, I have a job, I'm working on it. I need to get me a help. And is just like, kind of putting on the posture of coming in.
0: Right. Uh, Give me, give me a vigilance as you pass through here. Ooh, despair.
1: Oh, why do I keep rolling that? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know, but it's very exciting.
1: No, it's not.
0: I'm going to put that in my pocket for later.
1: You've done that with all of them.
0: I know. <laughs> Imagine what I'm going to be able to do.
1: I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, great.
0: Uh, Quito leads you actually back out into a courtyard. You can, when she opens the door in front here, you can see more rain and fog coming in. The echoing sounds of your footfalls only now registering as being as tremendously loud as they seemed in the moment when contrasted with the softness of the rain. And standing there, she points up ahead and looks at you again, Kiyama, in VC20, and she says, take her in there, that's where Ronas is seeing De Bon." And she looks to you, Ashka, and she says, follow me, little one. You can see that there are two more figures out here. This man here is actually it, pulling like a tarp over this vegetable garden. It seems that they have been here long enough to actually begin cultivating things instead of just relying on supplies. And there is another figure, just visible, who is standing, seemingly listening, much like the woman inside the the temple was. So, Kiyama in VC-20, you are headed northward, towards where she was pointing, and I am currently pinging. Okay. Esh- Eshka, she is expecting you to follow her eastward,
1: over so, to here. So, as she, like, turns to go a different way with Eshka... Mm -hmm. Kiyama will kind of, like, reach out to, like, kind of grab her shoulder and is, like, and says, I know there's a lot to explain, but she saved my life. And she kind of nods towards Eshka.
3: Eshka puts up one hand and just kind of wiggles her fingers in a little wave.
0: Gita, Gita looks at your hand on her shoulder and, like, takes a step backward out of your grasp. And she says, okay. And she looks at you, Eshka, and she says... What's your name? Eshka. She doesn't say anything back. She just nods curtly. And, uh, Eshka, give me... Give me another perception test, please. Oh. Uh, she very quickly and very surreptitiously, but very, uh, very poisonously shoots Kiama a pretty dirty look. Oh. And she starts walking along this path next to the fenced-in portion of the garden.
3: Ooh, okay, Eshka um, will kind of give one last glance to Kiama, and she will follow Gita. Yeah.
1: I don't know what kind of rank I pulled right there, but <laughs> Kiama has no clue of what just happened.
0: No, it's, one, right. of, it's one of those things that uh, you kind of you kind of wish you had the power of cinema on your side, because uh-huh. I, you know, you could just cut to a shot where. It's very clearly from Eshka's vantage point, you see Gita giving a look like that, and also you see Kiyama's back turned and not noticing it.
1: Yep, paint the
0: picture. Sometimes I like to describe the camera angles that this movie that will never get made would use. (laughs) Mia, I'm gonna put you into this room. As VC20 and Kiyama and Mia enter this room, you can see that Ronas has the uh, Duros man kind of sitting on the floor, uh, not pictured in the art, unfortunately. There are several cots around here. It looks like it doubles as much uh, as as much as an infirmary as a library. And so he has just been. It looks like he has just taken a stim pack. His injuries are not nearly as grievous. And Ronas leans down and VC Twenty, you can recognize that he's actually speaking duros to this man uh give me an education role please to sort of make sense of it on the fly we've kind of talked about your you know steadily making checks to dredge up protocol droid knowledge like this i think it's an appropriate moment for you to flex in that way all right so you you identify it as duros you can't quite make it out it seems like he's explaining something to him although you're not sure what you catch a few of the the verb tenses and the uh, like the the reference that he's using but not enough concrete nouns to really make sense of the gist of it Uh, on nods and he stands up fully getting off the cot and ronis kind of gestures to him and he says this is bond he's our well he's many talents but um he kind of looks out the door he looks towards the door where kiyama is standing and then seems to decide against saying whatever he was going to say and he gestures for Bond to come forward Ronis' attention shifts back to Mia and he like takes a turn kind of supporting her Uh, he holds you under the right arm Mia as Bond comes over and the Duros kind of touches your face with uh, his long three fingered hand very briefly but it's kind of like there's an electric buzz or shock as he touches you. There's something moving around you. It's very reminiscent of when Anakin and Ronus would play using the force when you were all little kids. And then kind of surprisingly, he kneels down and there's a moment where you're not sure what he's doing. And then a moment of agonizing pain as he grips your thigh, where the blaster bolt passed through you like forcefully. The wound bleeds a little bit as it's disrupted around the cauterization and you can feel adrenaline surging again and then there's like a warmth and a little bit of light coming from Bond's hand and you feel like an itch and more pain and this stretches on for 10 or 15 seconds and you can feel Ronus's hand like gripping you tighter on your arm where he's supporting you and with his other hand, he kind of pats you on the shoulder reassuringly, and then Bond stands, and you realize that you're you, you can like feel your leg properly again. It's not just an ocean of pain that lives be- below your hip anymore.
2: Um, am I gonna look? I don't, hmm. I think Mia is going to look down at her leg. Uh,
0: um, it is smooth and whole like it was brand new. Uh, There is not even like the pucker of scar tissue or anything. It's dirty and uh, like smeared with your blood, but it is all fixed up.
2: Um, Mia's gonna turn to uh, Bon and say, thank you so much. And she's gonna like try not to tear up, but she definitely does. And- He
0: he nods uh, sort of perfunctorily and looks at Roness and Ronis gives him, like, a warm smile. Bond looks back at you, and he nods again, and then without another word, and not a look in your direction, Kiyama, he just exits. You can see him crossing the courtyard in the rain.
2: Um, Mia's going to turn then to Ronis and just go, what happened? Where's Uncle Luke?
0: He bites his lip as he's trying to figure out what he wants to say, kind of looking between the three of you, and he says, I mean, a lot's happened. <laughs> what, uh, what, what part do you want to know? Everything. I. He looks sort of nervously around. He says, "I. It'll take a while." Have you eaten?
2: I'm gonna make the dramatic decision at that moment that Mia's stomach is just gonna grumble. Okay. And the question <laughs> for her. <laughs>
1: Even though we ate breakfast like not that long ago, I don't know how long. You know, maybe a few hours ago when we woke up and started walking.
2: She's had a very stressful. She's day. had a very stressful day, and also she's still 19, so like her metabolism. Oh yeah, she's always hungry. You know,
0: Mia. Mia's. I mean, she she's like the lady version of that classic 80s comedy character who's usually a dude who's just always hungry.
2: I'm sort of uh, imagining her like the characters in uh, Dragon Ball Z, where like. They get put in front of like the biggest mountain of food you've ever seen in your life and they just like don't stop eating and eat as fast as they can
3: they maybe so she, much energy they just gotta yeah exactly plow they have it all to down refuel to refuel <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe she's maybe she's lady shaggy yes
3: yeah.
0: i'm just gonna eat an entire sandwich in one bite uh yeah. having having your stomach answer for you uh gives you a big grin and like turns you on your axis like by the shoulders just kind of turning you around and he he says just go back into the big hall and i'll bring some food in in a moment
2: okay um and i think Mia's gonna be a little bit when she puts her weight on her leg Mm -hmm. um and then when she sort of realizes that it is not pain in any way and doesn't even feel weaker than it was before she's gonna like hurry to the the hall
0: yeah, I mean, it's the best you've felt in a while. Yeah, um, like,
2: if anything, it's feeling better than it did before. Cause she probably had some, like, muscle knots and stuff that she wasn't taking care of in there. And, like, now they're all gone.
0: Uh, so you, you're you going to be able to remove that critical injury, and you're going to recover six hit points. Oh, nice. Also, you—I mean, I don't know how soon this occurs to you, and I don't know how much stock you put in it, being not a Jedi. But You've never heard of anyone using the Force like this before, uh, okay. Not Ronas, not Anakin Not Uncle Luke even this, okay. this This blue lizard looking guy Is doing Completely unknown things
2: Okay That's kind of scary
0: uh, So Mia is heading out uh, Senator, you don't eat And Kiyama You don't have a cartoon stomach grumble Going on every 15 minutes Are you guys following her Or are you sticking in here to demand more answers, um, or are you doing something entirely different? There are tons of NPCs around that you guys can talk to, um, so you can feel free to interact with them as you see fit.
1: Um, Kiyama's going to stay in the room to okay. try and talk with Ronas. Uh, VC20?
0: Same. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm going to cut back to Eshka and Gita. Eshka, Gita has led you over to... It looks kind of like a barracks room. In there, you can see that there are like seven beds, many of which are unused. It doesn't look like the Jedi are actually sleeping in here, although you don't know where they are sleeping. She says, you and your friends, and she kind of stumbles over the word. can stay in here as long as, um... For as long as Rona says is right, I guess. She's kind of nervously looking around. Eshka, you can give me another perception, please.
3: Ooh, glad I put a rank in that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh So one of the beds, uh, this bed here, as a matter of fact, is disturbed, and not in the sense that, like, somebody didn't make it after they got up in the morning. You notice that there is some shredding on the far side of the pillow, and a big rip down at the end of the blanket that has been sewn back together.
3: Uh... So it's, like, repaired? Yeah. Okay. That makes me less nervous <laughs> than I initially was when you pointed that out. Um, oh, okay. Uh, do you all not sleep in here?
0: She looks sort of tiredly around. And she says, no, we have rooms upstairs. This is, um, no, nobody's staying in here at the moment.
3: And I, I feel like there's definitely more to this than she's letting on. But uh, no, you know what? I was going to say, you know, Eshka's not really the type to be like, you know, to to like press her about not telling her everything. But also like, it's like, I don't know. It's vaguely creepy (laughs) and whether it's meant to be or not, like it's just, it's vaguely creepy. So I think Eshka is actually going to like look at her a little more keenly and say, is it like, okay for us to sleep in here? Is it like safe? Something feels a little off. I'm not accusing you of anything. I just, something feels a little
0: off. Uh, give me a charm roll, please.
3: Okay. Uh... (laughs) Hmm.
0: She she kinda looks at you, she says, It's it's perfectly of course you're allowed to be here. We just there used to be more of us. You guys get that, right? Do you think only the eight of us have been holding off the, the forces that landed here for weeks? The those of us who were left just sleep upstairs. We can keep watching shifts more easily.
3: Oh. And Eshka uh feels very embarrassed and bad about having put her foot that severely in her mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> she so she just very honestly says, "Oh, uh, I didn't actually think about it. I don't really know anything about Jedi, so I didn't know. I uh, thank you for your hospitality."
0: She she actually smiles at that. Um she has a very winning smile and kind of um kind of patronizingly like Touches you on the head, almost like kind of like pat, <laughs> like pats you, and she says it's not a Jedi thing. Every every everybody dies in war. That's that's just everybody, Eshka. But I'm I'm getting morbid. Please please just pick a bed, and uh, well, we'll figure out what happens with you next. Okie dokie. And she is going to leave.
3: Eshka will take this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, like she meant more like. I don't really know how Jedi work, so it didn't occur to me that there would need to be more of you. Like I don't know how powerful you are, but she's right. not. Obviously, she's not going to push the conversation because it's already very uncomfortable for both of them. I think
0: it's so, already a, it's already ways. a weird time. Yeah. Uh, as she leaves, a the the man who was unconscious at the when when you guys were headed inside the uh, sort of. Blue green lizard-looking fellow uh, that the others have learned his name Bon, but whose name you have not yet heard, uh, comes in silently behind you. Like you turn, he's just there. <laughs> Speaking of creepy Jedi things,
3: yeah. Uh, all of my first stands up in su- <laughs> it, in surprise like when I car- noticed him,
0: <laughs> like a cartoon, like a cartoon cat. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: I he's- say, oh, just. He's,
0: he squats down he is uh, still not saying anything his eyes are wide and completely red uh, again it's not just the red iris that Kiyama has it's the whole eye is a solid sheet of red and you can barely discern like black slits in there very much like a like a lizard and he stoops down on your level those huge red eyes just sort of boring into your eyes And he doesn't say anything.
3: Eshka will just stare back. Okay. (laughs) She knows how to play chicken.
0: Uh, Give me a cool roll, please. Okay. All right, dead even. You do know how to play chicken, but this guy is fucking weird. (laughs) And you blink first. Not metaphorically, like you literally blink first. Yeah. And his lipless, like lizardy mouth smiles. And he says, what have you seen?
3: Uh, a lot? His
0: eyes kind of narrow and he says, no. With the solutions.
3: Like, what have I observed about their way of life?
0: He sighs and he stands more fully from his kneeling position. And he doesn't say anything. He just walks over to this bed and gets into it.
3: Okay. (laughs) I got a bad feeling about this. Eshka just kind of stares at him for a minute. And then she's like, okay, this is weird, and she's just gonna go, like, take a walk.
0: Okay, uh, as you, <laughs> as, you out. <laughs> as you exit, you can hear him snoring.
3: What is, it? What is who is this guy? What is his deal? <laughs> Why did he not just answer my question?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna cut back to VC20 and Kiyama, Cryptid who are... Jedi bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bon. Um.
3: I will clarify that as a player, I love him too. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: far. It's okay. I mean, it's cryptic Jedi bullshit. That's But Ashka's exactly just fine. like,
3: the, the, the fuck are you about, son?
0: What the fuck is your deal, dude? Uh, VC20 and Kiyama, you are standing in the room with Ronis. What uh, What's the play?
4: Um, I guess I'd first like to hear his take on the current situation or the current conflict they're having. Okay. I asked you to describe the... Nature of the conflict that is currently taking place and how it came to pass. He sort of frowns and he sighs and he says.
0: He looks over at Kiyama briefly before returning your, his attention back to UVC Twenty. He says, "There is something that there's something that Master Luke discovered here that we came to find." The Trade Federation found out about it, as did the true Empire. The Hutts found out afterwards from their spies within the Trade Federation. So, not long after the search for it began, we found ourselves embroiled in a conflict. It's
4: valuable, you see. So, it have anything to do with the clones of Obi-Wan Kenobi that we've been seeing? He
0: looks a little bit taken aback he says no although my current theory is that that's how the trade federation found out about our movements i don't at least i don't think that the others really have an idea of what is here the top of the true empire might and you notice that he's using the phrase true empire which is weird because that's their internal phrase but he says i no one's ever certain what Vellamen does or doesn't know. So they may understand the scope of the situation. The Trade Federation and the Huts are only guessing. I think. I hope.
1: Is he here? Vellamen?
0: I haven't sensed him. But he can he can hide himself sometimes. He's been working on it. He's been getting better at it. When he's calm, he he Ronis' face kind of twists, and before he reasserts control over something, some emotion, yeah. and he says, "When Veloman's calm, he can almost sneak up on you."
2: Yeah, Brian. I, I have that. a really bad feeling about all of this. I just want you to know that. Good. Um,
0: you, he 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 looks at you. Says, "What do you what do you mean? You noticed that?"
1: Ran into him about what was it? Standard week ago. And she kind of points to her scar or you know this you know burn on her head mm-hmm. give me that
0: uh vc20 and kiyama both of you can give me please uh vc20 first because the difficulties are going to be slightly different both of you can give me a uh, perception okay and then uh no despair,
1: despair.
0: <laughs> no despair
1: <laughs> that is a success in my book
0: <laughs> <laughs> the bar is so low for kiyama right now uh vc20 you Notice that when she points at her wound, his response isn't, you know, concern or, you know, even satisfaction if he were unhappy with her or, um, you know, like fear that someone was able to hurt her. Uh, he's relieved. Relieved. And he says, A burn is pretty good considering what some others have gotten.
1: Yeah, I remember.
0: Oh, you remember him?
1: Was that snarky, or was that curiosity?
0: Um, I emulated the tone that he gave.
1: Okay. So. <laughs> uh, now, Victoria doesn't remember, but I'm pretty sure that was the session. I remembered I was a Jedi then. hmm And Kiyama will actually look at Ronas in the eye and say, I had forgotten everything until he came. I didn't remember everything after that, but I remembered more of who I was. And I was afraid.
0: That makes sense. I, Kama, how long do you think you've been gone? How long do you think you've been away from the temple?
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It's been a little over a month with them. I crashed on Coruscant in his hangar. And I don't remember anything before that.
0: His face kind of twists up. He looks, like, kind of sad, kind of mad, almost like he's in pain. And he says, Kiyama, you've been gone for six months.
1: Six months?
0: Nobody knew where you were. Nobody knew what you were doing. Nobody knew if you were alive. So I... He stops himself and he takes a big breath. And you can, you can see him visibly kind of, like, reining himself in. And he says, Um... This is getting personal Senator do you have any other questions I do but they can wait you're right. I need to feed my sister let's go, let's go and that- and
1: Kiyama's actually going to grab him as he leaves
0: okay and stop uh, him he, he doesn't throw you off the way that uh, Gita did but um, he just looks at you
1: VC20 can we have a moment Understood <laughs> <laughs> and once he's gone mm-hmm. she'll turn back to Runus.
0: i'm actually gonna cut over to vc20 because yes i'm gonna i'm just gonna crank up that tension uh, <laughs> vc20 you are waterproof um i can't imagine that your rose gold finish isn't lacquered, um uh, mm-hmm. but you are out in the rain so you are producing a wonderful uh repeated dinging sound as raindrops hit your middle middle body what uh what are you doing now that you
4: have gone out into the courtyard so i do have questions i want to ask ronis but i think that he's too um emotional to really be in a position to answer them Mm -hmm. so what i am doing for the moment is just basically getting out of there getting just far enough away that i can't hear them okay and like maybe uh casually watching over the garden
0: Okay. Smoking
4: uh, you... the uh, droid equivalent of a cigarette, maybe? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you find um, burnable circuits in your pocket of your very cool leather jacket. As uh, as you light one up, the Quarren who is standing here, was st- who is who uh, is previously staring up at the sky, uh, is going to turn around and look at you, VC-20. And uh, she takes a step over to the the fence around the garden uh, doesn't get right up next to you. And she waves.
4: If the burnable circuit is a real thing, um, mm-hmm. then I'll extinguish it in my, just by like squeezing it in my hand. Very cool. Um, and then return the wave. She calls out and uh, surprisingly articulate uh,
0: basic corns are, they're kind of reminiscent of illithids or mind flayers. They are humanoid sized individuals with like webbed hands and feet and tentacles on their face Uh, and like a broad head uh, it's kind of flared like a squid this one uh, is like a deep salmon-y color actually not too different uh, from your own shade VC20 but obviously in flesh rather than metal as best you can tell from your knowledge of uh, interacting with corns before and their physiology it looks like this is a coran female Uh, she calls out as I said, in surprisingly articulate galactic basic, given given her tentacles over her mouth, she says, Metallic Man, what are you doing here? What am I
4: doing here? <laughs> um, That's a
3: real existential question.
4: Yeah. Um, what are we doing here? Um, following Kiyama's gut?
3: Yeah,
2: I'm imagining much, like a yes. Brian David Gilbert video interlude with that <laughs> question. <laughs> um, like, what am I doing here? What, what what are we doing here? What are we doing here?
4: <laughs> to be clear, these these are me, the player. Um, VC Twenty is not nearly this indecisive, um. <laughs> or existential. Um, I, that I don't think VC Twenty struggles with existentialism at all. That's one of the uh,
0: one been one of the really interesting things about VC Twenty is he's a very in the moment kind of guy. He's, he's, he's very put together. He's
4: the he's the real hero that we need. Um, I will. At this point, just say that I'm accompanying several of my friends and co-workers. This time she uh,
0: does step a little closer, and she extends like a webbed hand, almost as if to shake.
4: Um, is shaking the right thing to do?
0: Uh, you give me an education roll. See if you can, uh, piece together the protocol that she's going for. Uh, you don't think corn shake hands. Uh, the, cor- the correct maneuver is a hug her.
4: Oh no. <laughs> With two, um,
0: with two failures.
4: Well, if that's the polite thing to do, I, I guess I gotta do it. Okay. Um,
0: so she extends a hand. Uh, VC20, you, inst- you instead uh, draw close and embrace this, this squid woman closely. One might even argue sensually. And sort of muffled from over your shoulder, you can hear her kind of soft voice. She says, Metallic man, yeah, we're, we're very, you're, you're too close. You're squeezing too tight.
4: I will let go very quickly. Okay. My
0: apologies. (laughs) You let go, uh, releasing her from this very awkward hug, and uh, she grabs your hand instead. There is, uh, the the two of you are sort of like holding hands in the rain now, and she closes her eyes and she says, you have an interesting soul, Metallic Man. I can feel it. Thank you. Uh, She lets go of your hand and says, you're a good friend, Metal Man, but... Your friends need your help, not your
4: following. VC-20 will um, visibly process this.
0: <laughs> okay, so like ones and zeros go across VC-20's eyes, and she gives you like a little bow and uh, is going to head back into her cabbage patch. Not a metaphor. They're growing cabbage here. Mia, you have been waiting in this hall for a non-trivial amount of time, and Rona's yeah, is still... I was not- going
2: to say, he's being a dick.
0: He is being a dick. He's however, being a dick. However, as you're waiting, um, you realize that uh, over here is where the eating is done. So I'd imagine that that's where you'd seat yourself, but it doesn't have to be. You can also yeah. explore.
2: Fine. I don't really feel like exploring. I mean, I can, but I think I'm going to have to wait for like another hour before I get pissed off enough to explore and cause damage. You know, like he did try right. and call me and then like I'm, I'm sort of sitting there being like, he called me. He wanted to find out where I was.
0: But he's like slowly earning his way out of those good graces. He's got like yeah. a, he's got like an hour left of positive.
2: He's got like an hour before I start to wreak havoc. Okay. Not that um, I can probably wreak very good havoc here, because I am vaguely powerless, all things considered. Ever.
0: Right. Uh, as you were waiting, uh, Gita comes in from the rain. Uh, she has like a big like cook pot, essentially, uh, that smells good. And quickly following behind her uh, is the gentleman with the short hair who was covering the vegetables with a tarp as it was raining.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, He has like a big stack of bowls and spoons. After about 15 minutes of waiting, uh, the Jedi going to gather around this sort of impromptu mess here and i'm using mess like mess hall not like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a messy spot and uh, they um they just have big bowls of vegetable soup that they are eating along with a strange like sort of rust colored bread there is a spot that has been laid for you at the end of the at the end of the table there
2: so i'm going to go and sit down with them um and i'm going to start eating i guess mhm and I guess because I'm frustrated that Ronus isn't there yet and that he said he was going to follow me out and we were supposed to have like a really cute little sibling bonding time, but whatever, I'm just the least important one. I'm going to start asking the other people at the table some questions. Specifically, okay. I'm going to ask what happened to my uncle Luke?
0: Uh, they were already kind of like a grim bunch. Uh, as you say, what happened to my uncle Luke? The silence is suddenly palpable and claustrophobic. They look around at each other, uh, none of them really wanting to answer, uh, before the short, uh, red-haired young woman finally says, well, he he disappeared not long after Kiyama did, so now that she's back, maybe we'll see him again soon, and sort of nods unconvincingly.
2: And Mia frowns at that. Because she knows that Kiyama doesn't remember anything, um, and she's going to ask, "When did Kiyama disappear?" Then
0: maybe she looks like she's doing math in her head. She's maybe six months, three weeks, and four days ago.
1: Hmm.
0: And the the uh, the darker skinned guy uh, with the with the short hair like snorts in laughter and then coughs. Like almost spitting up his soup, and the uh, Keldor next to him like pounds him on the back a couple times.
2: Um, and I think Mia's just gonna, she's gonna frown for a little bit because it's obviously not what she wanted to hear. Um, I think that the next thing she's gonna ask is Ronus, and she's gonna sort of pause because the next question is one she really should just be asking Ronus, right? Um, but he's not here, and <laughs> <laughs> she gets angry again. Because she wants to ask him questions and, like, be his sibling because he, like, force called her and all that shit. But I guess that doesn't matter. So she's going to ask anyway. And she's just going to say, like, how did Ronas know I was missing? Has there been some kind of notification throughout the planets?
0: This uh, this time the Keldor answers and he says, yes, everyone knows that you're gone and that the senator's gone as well.
2: What's the notification saying?
0: Possibly captured, possibly kidnapped. They started. They stopped coming out. Maybe a few days ago, though. We have sources that can listen to the outside world and communicate very, very limitedly. Not far.
2: Hmm. Um, Mia's gonna frown. She's gonna sort of. I think she's gonna sort of say. What is she gonna say?
0: As uh, as you're processing that, mm-hmm. uh, Kita speaks up and she says. If anything, this you know we're we're doing what your uncle wanted, Mia. Um, after both Luke and Kiyama were gone, you know, Rona sort of took the initiative, you might say he he looked into some of the things that Luke had left behind. That's why we came to Felucia. This is mm. where
2: so my uncle Luke never even made it to Felucia?
0: We're not sure. um we haven't fa- we haven't yet found what he was looking for
2: what was he looking for
0: uh that silence comes back heavy and difficult to move through and the uh the the dark-haired woman who was staring up at the ceiling listening when you first came in finally speaks up and she says i think you should ask your brother
2: and mia's gonna snap at that she'll say well my brother isn't here he told me he would be so clearly he doesn't care enough (laughs) so why don't you tell me Oh, I love middle child, Mia,
1: so much.
0: <laughs> um, in, <laughs> I'm 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 inclined to report that behavior, which I don't know what that says about me. Maybe I shouldn't have kids. Um, give me give me a give me a charm roll.
2: A charm roll. Oh, for being a brat. Oh, am I yeah, a roll, charming little brat?
0: Roll for being a brat. Uh, you are not a charming little brat. Uh, they. No,
2: I'm not. It's not really my not really my ammo.
0: They, they are, they are Jedi. Um, nobody gets mad. They're all extraordinarily tranquil, uh, mm-hmm. but also nobody answers.
2: And, and they probably all like condescendingly pity me, which probably makes me even madder. Mm-hmm. Like how, dare, like oh, you poor thing with your like emotions and stuff. <laughs> so I think that she's just gonna sort of get to her feet, and she's gonna say thanks mm-hmm. for feeding me, and she's gonna march off in some other direction. Uh, I don't think she really knows where she's going. I think she's just pissed off.
0: Is she going to wreck stuff? Oh, no. Victoria, you... Uh, Kiyama has grabbed Ronas.
2: Yes,
1: I stopped him. hmm And once VC-20 is gone, I... I will let him go once he's stopped. And I take a deep breath, and I say, I came here looking for someone because a few days ago I had a dream. And... I didn't realize it until i woke up but it was someone i knew and i never saw their face i don't remember who it was but i knew them they were the one person i know i can trust so he got that after all it was you i heard you told mia yeah it was me she closes her eyes and really hoping it was you i and she just kind of like i don't know not she is not caring what he looks like she just kind of gives him a hug Which Mm -hmm. might be a little awkward but she's just like this is the one person i know i can trust and this whole time so
0: he um he returns it like um like instantly pretty much and he pulls you a little closer and then abruptly he lets go and like pushes you back by the shoulders and he says you this i made a mistake i what Happened to you? You le- you left us. You left me. You left Luke. You left your responsibilities. You you just left, and you didn't say anything to me. And and we needed you. And this- now and now you're back, and you don't have any explanation or even any idea what happened. Like
1: I'm figuring it out. Okay, it's a He's- hell of a thing to fall from the sky and to realize you know nothing. I'm figuring it out as I go.
0: He's. Getting more and more agitated, and you see him not regain control, control as he has several times before in the conversation. So much as he sort of sags and like, he, like he's burned out, and he says, "I I have spent six months wondering where you were and trying to contact you and getting nothing. You were it was it was the first time in twenty years that I had been." without you and you and now you can't even tell me why
1: i have no answers and i want them so desperately and and kiyama at this point is getting angry almost at herself because she doesn't fucking remember anything and i'll tell you what i know i will tell you everything that i remember if you tell me who i was before because whatever the hell happened to me i know none of it i have been piecing my life together for the past month, some clone that we met on this beach—he knew who I was. I didn't know. I forgot I had the Force for weeks.
0: Wait, you met a you met a clone? One of the, one of those Trade Federation clones? Yeah. Did he tell you what his de- designation was?
1: B thirteen.
0: Uh, he looks bewildered, and then he laughs. He's, <laughs> oh man, okay. Uh, so he was telling the truth. Um
1: oh you lived? He he came
0: yeah, he came by. He was looking for Luke Skywalker. He said yeah. that you sent him.
1: I did, actually, because see and we'll get to this. We need to talk about Luke.
0: Um hold that thought. I have a man locked up in my basement who apparently shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, he's actually pretty handy with a lightsaber. He can I shouldn't find refinement. that
2: sentence as horny as I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We bring Koshi the Deathless references, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
4: There's the episode title.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was on mute, but I laughed very loudly. (laughs) I was thinking about not
2: interrupting and not being a disruptive gremlin, and then I was like, this is one where you have to. (laughs) Carry on.
0: I have a man locked up in my basement who shouldn't be. Uh, Yeah, so he... Uh, he says I th- let's let's let him out immediately because I I don't like I don't like the idea of having him as a prisoner longer than I need to
1: he's a good asset
0: okay I'll be right back then maybe I'll, I'll join you in the dining hall how's that sound
2: don't trust him don't trust him
0: Pronus <laughs> never shows up for lunch
1: <laughs> yeah I'll see you there I guess and is a little shaken. She's very, like, as, like, oh, okay. And she kind of, like, her shoulders slump for a moment. As she just kind of, like, almost kneels down and collects herself. Because there is a whirlwind of emotions. And then she takes a deep breath, stands back up, kind of straightens herself back to that position she always, you know, seems to be holding herself in. And she'll walk into the dining hall.
0: Give me a vigilance, please. Okay. Um, at the end of that conversation, when Ronas laughed, finally, a little bit of memory comes back to you. You, not so much anything specific. You just realize as he laughs that you have heard it before, not just once or twice, but dozens, hundreds of times you have heard him laugh, and part of the, you know, the wave of emotion is as much nostalgia as anything else for a past that you can't quite remember that is just just barely out of reach for memories of him laughing with you. Okay. Eshka, where did you go, you terrible gremlin?
3: I was uncomfortable, and I just kind of went on a little... Walk in this courtyard,
0: okay um, you probably see vc twenty master hugging etiquette,
3: yeah, <laughs> I think I like amusedly watch that from across the way, okay.
0: The rest of the jedi have been going in and out getting things like you see food getting transported to the dining hall. Are you going to talk to the Koran woman? Are you going to like try and be a gremlin and follow ronis down to wherever he has B13 locked up are you going to get into trouble elsewhere what is what is your plan
3: um i'm a curious cat let's try following ronis uh, cuz i don't know where he's going and i don't know what's up with any of this place and i want to know what's up
0: give me a stealth please boom holy shit ashka hey. uh, so <laughs> this isn't part of the map Uh, But you follow Ronas down the set of stairs that maybe you can see in here.
3: Yeah, I can see the stairs.
0: They go both up and down and Ronas heads downward. You are creeping along behind him. You can see that there is a large storeroom with what looks like not just dried vegetables from this garden, but also dried meat of different kinds, maybe salted as well. It looks like the Jedi here have gotten pretty good at foraging. Um, also that they have been here for a while. But past those things, there is also, they're not cells in the exact sense. Uh, they look like they are more chambers that have been sort of makeshift converted into cells. The the, uh, the stone door of the room that Ronas is headed towards has had like a board kind of affixed to it, slap on to make it so that it doesn't roll open. He pulls a hammer from the, its spot next to the door and pulls out a nail or two where it's been nailed into the mortar of the wall and pulls the board off following. He rolls the door aside and you hear from inside B13's voice goes, well, what are you back for, huh? You finally gonna feed me the Rancor? And Rona says, no we're actually going to release you. And I think that you're going to see some friendly faces. And B13 says, "Huh, we'll see about that. And he exits the cell. His ropes have been taken from him. Um, He is just sort of in his space boxer briefs. And as they walk back (laughs) down the row of cells, Ronus reaches into a barrel, which looks like it's filled with flour and he pulls a, pushes it aside a couple of different ways and he pulls out uh, the robe that B-13 was wearing. He kind of shakes it a little bit and he pulls a silvery cylinder out of the sleeve where it had been folded up into it. He thinks for a moment and then he hands it to B-13 as well. And B-13 looks at it and looks back at Ronas. And he says, you're just going to give me one of these? And Ronas says, I've got it on good authority that you're pretty good with it, so maybe later I'll teach you some. I'll teach you some proper moves. Let's say our first fight, you seemed haphazard, and B thirteen eh, kind of scoffs. And the two of them head back up the stairs. Are you gonna try and pick any pockets, Eshka?
3: No, but I kind of want to creep around a little and see if there's anybody else down here.
0: Okay, uh, there are two more. Chambers in this long row that are similarly sort of fixed with slapdash, um, not deadbolts. What am I thinking of? Uh, sort, of sort of haphazardly locked in the, in the same way that B-13 cell was. The rooms, um, as I mentioned, like they're not meant to be jail cells. So they don't have any, there's no like grating or anything to look through them or like pass food through them. You would have to open them proper if you if you want to try and get a look at who's on the other side.
3: I listen at the door. Can I hear anything?
0: Give me a perception. Hot diggity damn! Hey, uh, with two successes, you can hear pacing, um, but with your success, I, I will say that like the, the pacing is familiar. It's sort of the odd gait of you you. you you stand there for a minute trying to place it, uh, and then you finally realize it's the sort of odd gate of one of the Bota Jeffy soldiers, the uh, rotund, uh, like, ruddy-skinned guys that you saw in Bota Jeff station, who work for the true Empire, the Imperial Remnant.
3: Okay. Eh. It's not that interesting. I'll sneak back upstairs.
0: It's a pretty good... I don't know. You know secrets.
3: Yeah. I don't it's it's nothing sufficiently compelling to make me, like, try to open the door and, I don't know, possibly get myself murderated by whoever's in there.
0: Sure enough. I mean, they would be unarmed. Uh, before you go...
3: Also, I am small, though.
0: You are small. You are very small. Before you go, make me an education roll. Okay. I'm sort of piecing some intellectual Here things
3: together. Is... Alright, it's down...
0: Okay. So one success. Kiyama checked. She had both of her lightsabers after the crash. So B-13 didn't didn't have one when he showed up. But Ronus talked about their last fight and gave her a lightsaber. So where did he get a lightsaber from?
3: Oh what happened between Palpi's ship and whenever he found Ronus. Mm-hmm intrigue <laughs> in case anyone has forgotten etchka's biggest flaw is that she's c- a curious little shit and she has a very difficult time resisting her curiosity so as she's she is not going to creep up the stairs she is going to scurry up the stairs as quick as she can without revealing herself
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> to find out this mystery yes All right, Uh, you come back into the courtyard. Uh, The Quarren woman is still standing there. Uh, Ronas is no longer there. He has returned to the dining hall uh, with B13 in tow. Uh, Mia, before you got a chance to uh, cause problems on purpose, um, VC20, whose arc, I will say, that was a long hug, uh, roughly coincided with Kiyama's. Um, (laughs) So as you are going to cause mischief... In comes VC-20 and Kiyama.
1: Kiyama goes up to get some food and just is not make doesn't necessarily make eye contact with any of the other Jedi. Like She's aware they're all staring at her, and so as she's getting her food, she's like, just go ahead, get all your stares out, ask your questions, and then sits down to eat, just is like, what are you going to do about it? And then she eats.
0: <laughs> they kind of look around nervously. Um, finally, the a uh, woman next to you says, so you don't remember any of us?
1: No. I know I should. Keeps eating. <laughs> yep.
0: And uh, the the human man with the short hair uh, down at the end of the table says, and you don't remember anything that happened before? He he looks over at Gita and she says, a month. He says, yeah, you, you don't remember anything but a m- before a month ago,
1: I mean, some things are coming back, but I mean, hard memories like what did I eat, what what happened, details. I crash landed on a planet. Anything before that is coming back slowly.
0: They'll nod, um, kind of realizing that there's not a whole bunch more to be said, or kind of seems like they're waiting for something. Uh, VC20, are you going to pr- uh, pursue your quiotic quest of understanding and try to
4: eat food? Um, I'm not going to try to eat any, but I will make sure that there is an empty plate in front of me. Okay. <laughs> Good.
3: <laughs> this is your uh, once per session reminder that I love VC20. <laughs> so much. the
0: yep. galactic treasure. Uh, Ronas it enters a few minutes later. Uh, Eshkar, are you just lurking over so there? I just
2: wanna- I just want to point out that Mia actually even though people came in I think Mia was too pissed off to like go and see what people were doing so she's actually still off in another room being a huffy person who feels ignored by her family gotcha I think she's like going and staring disconsolately out the like the like front alcove of the the jungle
0: it's always raining exactly when Mia needs it to be
3: (laughs) exactly it's very aesthetic
0: (laughs) Uh, Eshka are you just like hiding there
3: uh, no, I just wasn't sure where to put myself uh, because I was coming up, you know, behind Ronus and B13, but mm-hmm. I was moving my token before. As, yeah, so I'm there. actually probably more like there.
0: Yeah, you're all just good. on my way in because you skirt. Scur- you were scurrying. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ronus approaches, and there is like a clamor of objection when people see v- uh B13 he just kind of quashes it uh becomes pretty apparent pretty quickly that they are looking to him for leadership and guidance i'm not gonna like rp out this scene between seven npcs because that just sort of sucks um but within a few minutes he just sort of calmly explains that instead of that that b13 has been vouched for and instead of imprisoning him or suppressing his suppressing his gift uh, they're going to train him. And that just kind of settles the matter. And then he says, Where is where's Mia? Where's my sister?
2: I don't know, Ronis. Where's your sister?
0: Are you shouting that from the foyer?
2: <laughs> no, I think I'm muttering it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she can actually hear him. It's pretty far off. I don't know how echoey like, it is.
0: I like that she can hear him. I think Sound Gary's pretty well. Okay. Uh, nobody knows where she is, and uh, Gita eventually points. She went that way, and with like a sigh that is audible to others in the room, uh, Ronis is going to head over here. Uh, he gets a little closer, and uh, you can hear his footsteps behind you, Mia, and he says, what are you doing? I
2: don't know. I was supposed to have lunch with my brother, but I had lunch without him, so I decided to go for a walk. Okay.
0: Oh Do you want to talk about it?
2: He just sounded so, oh, God, I have to deal with Mia. And Mia's going to look at him and she's just going to say, I don't know, you called me. What do you want to talk about?
0: Well, how about where you've been for a fucking month? He, Like, he's not even slightly like, I am the Jedi Knight, the leader of these other Jedi Knights in the absence of my master. Like, this is just your older brother and maybe he's 14 right now while well, you are yeah. 11.
2: Yeah. Um and she's just gonna shrug, and she's gonna be like, you know, doing stuff. Where were you the past six months? Which is a very dumb question because the answer is obviously here. But
0: he looks at you, kind of <laughs> cocky. Says, "We've been here for about three months."
2: You hmm. didn't think? You no, know, call mom, let her know what was going on. Or anything?
0: No, I didn't, because because if Luke Skywalker goes missing in front of the whole galaxy, it's one thing. If his own students can't find him, it's a whole different thing.
2: Mia sort of shrugs and looks back out. Maybe he's and- on
0: some mystical mind quest for the first one, but if I can't find him, then he's gone or dead, and then everybody panics.
2: And I think that Mia's going to, like, when he says that, I think she's going to sort of, like, tear up. And, like, I don't know what her relation. I mean, like, I imagine her relationship with Luke was, like, fond but distant, but, like, she probably idolizes slash idealizes him the way everyone does. Right. Um, and I think that she's just sort of going to, like, choke up a little bit at that. And she's going to sort of ask, like, all of her huffiness sort of drops. And she's, do you think he's dead?
0: And he, um, for, f- for the first time, he doesn't seem like the proud and invincible Jedi Knight. And he doesn't seem like your older brother. He just looks like a scared kid. And he looks back towards the table and he says, I, I don't know. I thought Kiyama was invincible and I thought he was invincible and then they both left me and now she's back sort of She's still and pretty
2: invincible. I'm just going to throw that out there. She's not her. That's She's the only Kiyama I've ever known, okay? She's my friend. Well, Don't say she's not her cuz then what have I been what have I been doing the past month anyway?
0: No, you're you're not wrong. It's just he's clearly kind of figuring out how to say something. He says, look, you know, how, you know how Uncle Luke never got married because he said he wasn't supposed to? Yeah. Well, I never mentioned Kiyama to you or mom or dad, even though she was Luke's most impressive student, because there were some things about my relationship with her that... I wasn't supposed to have.
2: And I'm going to pay you a word picture right now.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Which is Mia sort of slowly turning around, oh, turning away from the aesthetic jungle rain and sort of standing up taller and like squaring her shoulders and swatting her brother across the shoulder saying, are you telling me that Kiyama had a secret boyfriend
3: and it was you? <laughs>
0: Uh, he absorbs the the hits to his shoulder and he goes stop it. Just and like you realize that like the the church temple that you're in is echoey.
2: Echoing. I was yes yes. <laughs> yes I'm so delighted.
3: This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I'm so happy oh. <laughs>
1: question for those mm-hmm. of us eating at the head of the altar what do we hear
0: that's a great question <laughs> um it depends on a perception check which i would like uh, everybody who's in the altar area to make for me please
2: <laughs> <laughs> none of these rolls surprise me Yes, none so of these you- rolls.
1: <laughs> tell me if this is what i think happens literally everybody else at the table hears this except for kiyama and literally everyone just looks at her and then looks back down the hall and then looks back at their food (laughs) is none the wiser
0: yeah uh literally every single person in the hall except for kiyama and vc20 hear uh hear lumia's mangled screech and (laughs) they're all they all stare at you you don't realize why you don't realize it that it's for something different nope and you just go back to eating
1: see and the interesting thing though is kiyama she didn't tell ronas that she remembered this but she knew that the person in her dream was her partner so she knows that they have a history together she just
2: hasn't brought it up with him yet right so i love this this is the best <laughs> <laughs> Also, I think, so panning back to Mia now, I think Mia's now sort of like, now she's sort of gone quiet, but she's going to do like that aggressive whisper thing being like, you need to tell mom.
0: I'm not going to tell mom. It's not mom's business.
2: It's absolutely mom's business. Do you expect me to lie to mom about Why oh, would you hung out with you- your brother on on Felucia? What's the news from Ronis? How's he doing? Oh, he's got a secret girlfriend for 20 years. It-
0: what? Why would you tell that's not how I'm doing?
2: That's. Did you.? Deep. Mom. Deep than that. She's not going to find any of this other shit interesting.
0: Mom put out an all points bulletin because you've been missing for a month. Do you think for a second that if you call home, she's going to want to talk about me?
2: Listen, if she it'll hears the news, at some she point. will. <laughs> it's point. It always does. You know, Mom. Like, all she ever does is, like, worm out the thing you don't want to talk about. That's that's how she gets all her power. She's really good at this shit. Do you really think I'd sit on something like this? I can't do that. I can't lie for shit. Mia,
0: she's a chancellor of the New Republic. She's got bigger problems than my... I don't know what Listen, she is anymore. she put out a
2: bulletin about me across the entire galaxy, like, just because I went missing she'll ask she'll want to know about this she cares about her kids
0: everybody thinks it's for the senator
2: oh that's like a punch in the gut to mia <laughs>
0: it's it's a it's about you but everybody's supposed to think it's about the senator you know what i mean
2: and mia's just kind of sort of sit there and be like yeah exactly you're proving my point though
0: <laughs> don't call mom you can't call mom we can't communicate I'm, not her call the mom.
2: Here. I'm just saying you need to tell mom at some point because I can only sit this shit for so long, okay? Like, I can't lie about it forever. Like, oh, you know, Hamia, tell me about that time with Ronis in the jungle. What did you two talk about when you first saw each other? Oh, Ronis' secret girlfriend who's also my friend who crash landed her pod, her space on Coruscant. <clears throat> like, I know that you've spent the past, like, however many years with Uncle Luke, but I've spent them with Mom. I know what it's like when she gets her teeth into something, okay?
0: I'm gonna kill you.
2: No, you're not! <laughs> If you were going to kill me, you wouldn't have had your friend heal my leg because then I couldn't run as far.
0: Oh, my God. You better start running right now.
2: (laughs) And I think Mia is going to start running. I think she's going to run back towards a table now. (laughs) This
1: is truly the best
2: thing ever I have ever encountered
1: in my life.
3: This is, I'm, I'm living for this.
0: (laughs) Eshka, as you were, there's always
2: been missing like wholesome, normal sibling dynamics. Not the sibling dynamics where you <laughs> smooch your sister.
0: Yeah, I hope I hope it's come across to everyone that I'm an older brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just as it has probably come across to everyone that I'm a younger sister.
0: <laughs> uh, Eshka, you come back. You come back into the room as Mia is running pell mell across the interior sanctuary of this temple for some reason. Um, also, everyone is. Still like stealing glances at Kiyama. So V C twenty is sitting there blissfully, maybe the most Zen in a room full of space monks, staring <laughs> staring at his empty plate and bowl.
1: <laughs> B thirteen is chilling with us. Yeah. Yes,
0: also B thirteen is there, but you knew that.
2: Yeah, I knew I knew that. So I think Lumia doesn't know it though, and when she reaches the table, she probably stops dead and stares at him, like where did this yeah. guy come from?
0: Uh it's it's another Obi Wan clone.
3: Yep. So, Eshka, you know, she heard Mia's little screech, and she's like, well, that's interesting information, but she is also a single-minded little creature. Mm. And so she comes over, and she, like, squeezes into a seat next to B13, and...
0: Oh, hey, little mechanic. Oh,
3: oh, hey! It is B13. I thought that was you. And Uh. then she's gonna just, like, just not smoothly at all be like, that's not it, it, I, must, I i don't know if it's even visible right now. Um But she's just going to say that's not one of Kiyama's lightsabers, is it? Where'd you get that one?
0: He suddenly looks shifty and he looks nervously over at Kiyama and then oddly at VC20. And he says, um, uh, no, it's 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 not. I got this in a different place. Why do you ask?
3: Oh, I was just curious. I mean, after the ship crashed and you just kind of ran off. We didn't really know what happened to you and, you know, it was a little concerning because we were, like, you know, you know starting to be buds. Uh, but, we're yeah, f- I we're just... I... Buds.
0: We're We're definitely you and you and me, Eka, Eshka. <laughs>
3: <Belka>. <laughs>
0: Such good buds.
3: We're good um, buds. Which like, like, I mean, I, I was just curious because, I mean, I, I know let you Yubar, one of hers, but it doesn't look like that's the one she'll... Let You borrow, and I just, I didn't, I don't know that much. I don't don't know that much about that. Everyone at the
0: temple is, everyone at the table is staring at you right now, Ashka. Oh,
3: oh yeah, I know. Yama is just like, Ashka, Ashka.
0: (laughs) Uh, Ashka, make me a charm roll, please.
3: (laughs) So just to uh, reveal, oh, Jesus. (laughs) So just to (laughs) reveal a little bit of what she's trying to do here is she's like, okay, in her head. She's like, okay if he got this by some kind of shady means and he has become someone we can't trust, it's better for me to call this out in a room full of people who also have laser swords rather than trying to then us like, you know, finding this out when we're like off by ourselves with him and he murders us all. This is her thinking. (laughs) I'm not saying that she's making a good choice, but this is her line of thinking. And uh, based on the way I rolled, she is not selling it in any convincing way (laughs) I love her so much
0: so you kind of like poke and prod and finally he like chucks his spoon down onto his plate and he goes I killed a dude okay and the the room is dead silent he goes I found another clone just like me and I ambushed him and I choked to death a guy who looks just like me and now I know what I'll look like when I die
1: oh Brian (laughs) oh poor buddy
2: why'd
3: you Uh,
1: have to
2: come for me like that (laughs) (laughs)
0: The room is dead silent at this admission, and he, like, stands up and kind of shoves you aside, Eshka, and he uh, stalks away towards the same foyer where Ronis is presumably also sulking, which is probably just, like, the tantrum hole now.
3: (laughs) Um, so, Eshka's... You've
0: you've ruined lunch, is what that two-failure charm roll amounts to, Eshka. Yes. The vibe is all off now.
3: Uh, Eshka's fur is doing something that if anyone else in here knew how to read Bothan fur uh, nonverbal cues would realize she is she she feels very badly about uh, upsetting him like that. Uh, But because she's Eshka, (laughs) all she she says is she just kind of like looks down the table and she's like, I mean, I figured he killed somebody to get it, but I was afraid he had killed one of you guys, and I was hoping to expose him. Anyway, um, this is delicious. Thank you for sharing.
0: <laughs> There's uh, another moment of prolonged silence, and then the, uh, the dark-haired woman who was looking up and listening kind of looks over at you, Eshka, and um, says, Thank you. And uh, they are going to slowly... Uh, drift off and do uh, some jedi things
3: eshka will mutter down into her bowl and this is why i like machines better <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, i think that that is where we will wrap up for tonight <laughs> as always we've been glad to have you if you've enjoyed it tell some friends we're on twitter at space battles pod and you can always find us on spotify apple podcast and most platforms where podcasts are found Good night. Good night. good night. good night. Good night. Why did my voice jump five octaves when I said good night?
3: Just, good I things like that. Pleasantry voice. <clears throat> it's like customer service voice, but less. Yeah. Uh, good night. Yeah. Good night. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. a, little, a little more brainy
3: much. Yeah.
0: Good night, John Boy. All right. <clears throat> you ready?
2: Sure. Are we? Are you, you ready, kids?
0: You don't have to be ready. You sound very. Aye, tight.
2: aye, Captain. I <laughs>
1: can't <Captain>. hear you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so you, sorry. <laughs>
0: who lives in a Jedi temple under the
3: sea? Sponge Luke Square Robes. <laughs> Listen, a pineapple under a pineapple under, under a pineapple, 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 I mean. pineapple under a pineapple under a pineapple under a pineapple. I feel like
2: the title of the episode might be "Sponge Luke Square Robes." Oh my